0: The moment you arrive in the Basque country of Spain and France, you know your taste buds are in for a treat. The seafaring and agricultural traditions of the Basques continue to provide fresh ingredients for the hearty cuisine of one of Europe's oldest cultures. All over Spain, Basque tapas bars are known as some of the best places to eat in town. Francisco Gloria lives in Pamplona, where his people have been tending sheep in the mountains in the south of that region for generations. And Augustin Cerisa hails from San Sebastian, the gourmet capital of Basque country. His family includes generations of fishermen who know the local waters like the back of their hand. Agustin and Francisco, thanks for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. So what is it about Basque culture that has such a focus on cuisine, and, and, and why is it such a big deal in Basque country? Francisco? Well, we have very good
1: raw materials so the ingredients the ingredients uh, we have the coast we have a very cold sea so all the fishes are very very tasty very good we also have the pyrenean mountains so we have
0: goats we have cows yeah because when you think of basque culture you think of fishermen and you think of shepherds there we go that's what we have and if you look at the map you got the coast and you got the pyrenees mountains and all of the uh, the hill country where you'd find these classic basque shepherds
1: yeah so the products that we have they are very very good quality so mm-hmm. And besides that, the tradition of the family being together is very, very
0: powerful. So we always say that, how do you celebrate anything? Eating. <laughs> we always eat. <laughs> is that right? Augustine, now you're from San Sebastian, which is the gourmet capital of Basque Country. How is food and family coming together?
2: Well, we, I can't remember since I was a child that we were gathering together around a table every Sunday, mm-hmm. and in which my dad will be taking care of the food. He will be like, mom will be cooking from Monday to Friday and weekday. And every weekend, my dad would be in charge of uh, preparing the meals. And uh, he got really into it. Like uh, I, I remember him cooking since Friday for the big meal on, on Sunday, having us all together.
0: Every Sunday, for the family?
2: Yeah, yeah. And what would he
0: enjoy cooking the
2: most? Well, we used to have a lot of fish. Now we don't get together as much. Well, we, mm-hmm. we celebrate Christmas Day, we celebrate New Year's Day, and also the Three Wise Men Day.
0: Three Wise Men Day being January
2: 6th? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so you'd have
0: a big uh, holiday dinner. What's the classic dinner that you'd have?
2: Well, we like the most at at home is the cocochas, which is the... Cococha means chin in Basque, and this is the barbels of the hake. It's very um, small pieces of fish and very tasty and jelly that are very precious, and um, especially for, for these days.
0: Now, it's interesting. You say the dads will cook up the formal big family dinner on Sunday, traditionally, And when I was in San Sebastian, of course, I don't have a family to visit, but I noticed the dining clubs, and this is sort of old boys' clubs where the men would get away from the families and they would have a chance to do what men do when they get away from the family all together,
2: have a good time, and cook, and they do it over the cooking table. Yeah, that's right. You're talking about the gastronomy club. The gastronomy club, that's it. What we call la sociedad gastronomica, colloquially la soci. That's where uh, the men used to gather all together. The the thing is that uh, there was a big tradition of uh, drinking on the streets, and uh, they they thought they needed a place to get all together. And these gastronomic clubs consist on a kitchen and a dining room. So they would be buying all the ingredients at the market. A group of friends, a couple would be taking care of the cooking and then sharing the food at the dining room and sharing some drinks as well, not allowing the ladies to go. Ladies are not allowed. It's boys only. That was back in the old days when yep. the ladies will be taking care of the families at home. Now okay. ladies are working; they want the same rights, they get in more rights. And uh, most of the gastronomy clubs do allow the ladies to go in as guests. This, as guests, yes.
0: Yeah. But the cooking and the the real uh, yes, they are not allowed I mean. to
2: go into the kitchen at all. Not
0: even <laughs> to pick. No ladies in the kitchen. Only in Basque country. This is quite interesting. So this is a, a actual a social club with long history. Oh yes. Is everybody welcome, or is it prestigious? And there's high class social clubs and and uh, lower class clubs.
2: You find different uh, gastronomy clubs. It's. Um Standard classes for everybody. Everybody's Um, the same, then. Yeah, well, you find... Just social circles. Yes, over 100 gastronomy clubs, or 150 gastronomy clubs in the city.
0: Amazing. So this is something unique about Basque Country. Now, I was just in Basque Country uh, with you, Francisco, and we were in uh, San Sebastian, and uh, you took me to a, a little shop, and the lady was evangelical about the cheese and the walnut and the apple jam all together.
1: Well, that is the dessert that we have. We have goat cheese. There's a. It's not like when you talk about goat cheese, everybody thinks about French one. Yeah. Well, our goat cheese is a little bit thicker. It's more solid than the French one, and we eat it with walnuts. And we have either an apple jelly or a queen's jelly. Okay. Very yeah. very sweet and a uh, mixture of the three: the bitterness of
0: the nuts and the sweetness of the other. And the, it's a perfect mixture. And I remember this woman who never saw me before. She lovingly cut this up and she. She would have been heartbroken if I didn't stay and eat some. And it, as I ate it, she was looking at me like, "Please tell me, tell me how happy this makes you." Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> and if you don't eat it, it will be so unrespectful. It's like <laughs> you're not eating it. It's like, how come? Like, are you trying to tell me something It was the
0: most beautiful little intimate moment. Yeah, and. You you saw it very well. She was so
1: happy that you liked it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the joy of connecting with a culture where you don't need a big museum. You can just become a temporary local and enjoy the love. And the love in San Sebastian in Basque country would be the food.
2: uh, Yes, they're going for pinchos in the old town. Pinchos, that's
0: the, the Basque word for tapas. So many Americans, we go to Spain and we're thinking of tapas, tapas, Mm. for good reason, because (laughs) the tapas are affordable, they're different, they're very accessible, you don't need to understand the language, you can just point and see whatever looks good. And, uh, you know, you find Basque tapas bars all over Spain, and you want to go to the source, you want to have your tapas in Basque country. And I think San Sebastian takes a certain pride in its tapas bars. If you're going for dinner, you're going to visit three or four different tapas bars. Mm -hmm. What are some of the best dishes we should look for?
2: Well, I would go for the baby squid grilled. Baby grilled squid. Baby grilled squid. And what
0: is the word in Basque for that?
2: Uh, Chibirón plancha. Okay. (laughs) Baby (laughs) grilled squid. Okay. And then uh, what's another one you'd have? Uh, I would go for any risottos. Um, Risotto. Risotto has become very famous or any... Beef uh, cheeks as well. Beef cheeks, that's very good. A little more expensive, but very good. Yeah, and it's very tender meat.
0: When you talk about the pinchos, there's two kinds. There's the ones that are on the bar ready for you to eat, Mm -hmm. and these are oftentimes little open-faced sandwiches and so on. And then there's the ones on the chalkboard where the name is written, and then you can point to that and they'll cook it for you right away. That's right, that's right. And I think the the beginning tourist might just go for the ones that are already prepared in the bar, but if you really know the best food, you might want to go for the hot pinchos.
2: That is what I usually suggest to the people. You'll see loads of bars with a big display of uh, cold pinchos in the counter, and then you'll see a chalkboard with, say, pinchos calientes, hot pinchos. Those will be cooked straight. Right oh, on.
0: I just, I'm really,
3: <laughs>
2: uh, I, I'm remembering we were there, the, the beef cheeks in the red wine sauce. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, that's right. So you'll see the pinchos calientes option, and uh, that will be cooked right at the time and uh, coming freshly from the kitchen. It, is,
0: it is immediately
2: fresh. That's yeah, a great yeah, thing. You go yeah. to the
0: bar, you have a drink, and it's coming on your way. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're... Fantasizing about <laughs> pinchos <laughs> in, in. One thing I, one thing I got to mention is the spider crabs. Oh yes, the what, what's cha- the word? Changuro. Changuro. That's one word I can remember. Changuro. But when you go to Basque country, you have to have the spider crab. There's something about it. Okay, I got sidetracked there. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking. We're fantasizing <laughs> about Basque food. And our phone number is eight seven seven three 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 seven four two five. And Cynthia's on the line in Grimsby, Ontario. Cynthia, thanks for your call.
3: Oh, you're so welcome. Hi, Rick, and hi, guest.
0: Hi, are you excited about Basque cuisine like we are?
3: (laughs) I sure am. I sure am. And uh, I'm very excited to find out about what you drink with that wonderful Basque cuisine (laughs) um, and some details about the wines of your region.
0: Good question, Francisco.
1: You're going to find two uh, main drinks. One, the cider. We have a lot of apples, and we manufacture a lot of cider. It is great. And the most important, well, the most famous one is the Chakoli, T-X-A-K-O-L-I, impossible to say it,
0: so, Chakoli. Say it. <laughs> it's got that X. If if you ever wanted to score a lot of points in Scrabble,
3: do
0: it. In- <laughs> there you go. do it right in I'm taking this. <laughs> there you go. Because if you see X, if you see X in a word, you... That's Basque. <laughs> it's Basque. Exactly. It's an X and K. Exactly.
1: Okay. You so always need those. This. So this Chakoli. Chakoli is a white, uh, it's a very young white wine. What it's important about it is that the grapes have been exposed to the sea. So the grapes get the salt from the sea, from the sea air. And it's what makes it very, very special. So it's, it's a very mm, dangerous type of wine because you drink it very cold and you're very happy when you drink it. And you uh-huh. can drink in three, four, <laughs> five of them. And when okay. you stand up from the table, uh, you have a problem. <laughs> so be Uh-oh. careful with Chacolay. There's a
0: very theatrical way to pour the Chacolay. Yes.
1: The chacoli needs oxygen into it, so you need to crash. We say, uh, hay que romper, you have to break. So what you do is you put the glass, like, all the way down from your hand, and with the other hand, you get the bottle, <laughs> and you have to pour it. So it's like it splashes everywhere, but that is the perfect moment to drink now, it.
2: And it's also coming for this tradition of drinking apple cider. You definitely have to break the apple. The apple ah. cider into the glass, get the oxygen, and then you will get the taste, the uh, bubbles in the in the tongue.
0: Oh so that's part of your a proper sharing of apple cider. Also, is to break it this way to Yes. It. Yes. Is is a, a young, fresh kind of wine? Is it a fine wine, or is it sort of just a table wine? Is is there a more like elegant wine?
2: At uh, this moment, they're producing two wines. One for the cheeky tail, which is um, going from bar to bar, drinking the the wine. Mm-hmm. The, that has improved a lot in the production, that it was uh, the wine that uh, the fishermen would be taking for fishing. That would be last for, for ages, okay, way more, yeah. more time than any other wine. And then now they're producing the one um, to go with the cheeky tail with yep. the Pinchos, and then the other one going for a meal. You know? Nice. Better, finer one.
0: Cynthia, does that give you some ideas?
3: It sure does. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for your call. Have fun when you go to the Basque Country.
3: I will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Bye.
0: Bye. And Gina's on the line in Meridian, Idaho. Gina, thanks for calling. You bet. So what's your connection with Basque cuisine and culture?
3: Uh, All four of my grandparents are from the Basque country. In fact, they're all from Vizcaya, which is one of the provinces, and the towns are very close and similar. And my grandmother had um, a Basque boarding house, and that's where the Basque gentlemen that came and herded sheep, they would stay with at the boarding houses in the wintertime when they didn't have work. And Anyway, so as children, my mom and her siblings were raised in the boarding house, and as grandchildren, we, were, we helped out in the boarding house, learned how to make foods with my grandmother, learned how to cook, and uh, my brother was interested in, he had a couple of Basque restaurants here in the area, and then my sister and I opened a, it's a little dinner house. It's called Epi's, and it's named after my grandmother, Epifania.
0: You've been listening to our conversation here, and you're you're running a Basque restaurant in Idaho. How has the Basque culture and cuisine uh, manifested itself here in the United States?
3: Well, for one thing, um, the people in Idaho, you know, a lot of the culture is maintained by the American Basques, but we have a lot of immigration, and my sister is married to a gentleman that's from the Basque country. He's one of our chefs. And I think it's very normal to have we have a lot of contact. We were just in the Basque region summer before last. We were in donosti for a week and then we were with our family in garnica and Hungia and um Lequetio and 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 we you know it was really fun to be with our family and to see um how similar they ate and the way we eat in our homes and um it was just a lot of fun to see how. We were blessed. You know, we're very lucky to be able to maintain our culture here in the United States. You know, this is a really large Basque community. We have um, a Basque dancing group. We have a Basque orchestra. We have a Basque choir. We have a whole Basque block in Boise, which has two Basque restaurants and a little Basque market, a Basque center, a Basque museum, a fronton, which is where you play pala. And so we're very lucky, you know, wow. to have all of this.
0: Sounds like you've got a good handle on the Basque cuisine. When you went to Basque Country, what did you particularly enjoy, and what were you impressed by with the uh, food you enjoyed uh, back in the old country?
3: You know what I liked? We were with our family most of the time, so we were in their homes, and that's where they were cooking, but I just liked the simplicity of it. I mean, you know, um, I think people have tried to make Basque cuisine more elegant, and, but it's just home cooking, whether it's yeah. the beautiful fishes. Whether it's the beautiful cuts of pork, whether it's the pimiento peppers, or whether it's the croquetas that are handmade, um, it, it's home cooking. And it's, war- you know, it's heartwarming cooking. You know, it's made from the heart. Our cousins, were, they were just thrilled to cook for us and, you know, wanted us to eat in their homes. And it just is a, it's a warm food. It's just a welcoming, warm food.
0: I can imagine in the hills of French Basque country, the, the cuisine might be tomatoes, eggplant, red peppers, garlic, lamb, mashed potatoes, and so on. In Idaho, is it more that flavor, or is there a lot of seafood?
3: You know, we bring in a lot of seafood just so that we can have the bacalao, the codfish, and the halibut, and the chiminyoyet, the inkfish, and the calamari. So we bring a lot of it in so that we can have that. And that's what a lot of the Basque people like. The people from this area like lamb a lot. There isn't a lot of lamb over there in the Basque country. Um, That's mostly the Basques that have come here and herded sheep and raised sheep. And so the lamb industry became really popular and eating lamb. Um, Over there, we ate a lot of fish, beautiful fish, as you can imagine, beautiful appetizers, little pinchos, and, yeah. um, and, you know, that kind of stuff.
0: So, Gina, when somebody's traveling through Idaho and Meridian, they should stop by Epi's and have a good Basque meal. If you are recommending to somebody who's going to Spanish Basque Country or any part of Basque Country over in Europe, what single dish would you say they'd be sure to have?
3: Oh, I think they should definitely have the halibut in the parsley sauce. And
0: halibut in the it, parsley sauce.
3: It's such a beautiful dish, and it's just—it's just that, even though it's halibut, they just make it so much like you're sitting in a farmhouse eating it. It's just a beautiful, simple dish, and—and and I think that—that's exactly what I would order.
0: Gina, thanks so much for your call.
3: You bet. Okay, Thank bye now. You. Mm-hmm. Thank bye you.
2: Bye bye. Bye.
0: This is Travel with Rick Steves. We have been eating our way through Basque Country with our friends and guides, Augustine Cerisa and Francisco Glaria. Augustine, let's finish our meal. Let's finish our discussion with dessert.
2: Yeah. And uh, what would you recommend? The pancineta. Pancineta is a puff pastry a cake and um, is filled with cream and with almonds on top. It was a puff pastry with cream and almonds on top. That's right. And nice. it was um, brought by the French people during the Belle Epoque of San Sebastian and is. At the moment, that moment was like kind of an exclusive dessert.
0: Uh, okay, so the, 100 years ago, San Sebastian was a big French resort, and they brought this with them, and now the people enjoy it to this day. Yeah. Francisco, how would you finish your meal and finish this discussion with a nice uh, Basque dessert?
1: I would finish it with a, a gâteau basque. The gâteau basque is like cake and it's uh, with cream in it, and you can have it simple like that, or you can either have it with cherries. Incredible! You, I mean, you guys are both so skinny, and you talk <laughs> and you talk
0: about food like you could roll out of here. Well, we've only been talking about healthy food. That's it's just <laughs> fish and everything healthy. I feel like I'm I'm in a in a, some sort of a support group for people who can't stop eating. This has been a lot of fun, Francisco and Augustine. Thank you so much, and thank I'll you. see you in Basque country, and we'll have a good oh, meal yes, together. For sure. Thank, thank you. you. Each year, Rick's tour guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Spain, Portugal, and beyond, one small group at a time. This year, we're featuring tours of Barcelona and Madrid, the best of Spain, the Basque Country, and the heart of Portugal. For a free catalog and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com.